Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, guys, the Miami Heat dominate the Utah Jazz again. The Jazz came back late, but did it really matter? Let's talk about it. It's the Hoops Nerd Show. All right, guys, let's talk about the Utah Jazz after we talk about the Miami Heat. Uh, you know, this is the four losses in five games for the Utah Jazz. Uh, you've got to give the Heat credit in this one. They came into this without Jimmy Butler. Let's get out of the way so we can see Tyler Hero's pretty face. Uh, they came into this without Jimmy Butler and whooped the Jazz again. I know the Jazz came back late, but that was a fake comeback because the Heat stopped trying about halfway through the fourth quarter. They did not care, and that's why the Jazz came back. Uh, the Miami Heat are really good, and we've talked about this before. I didn't see any of their last three losses. You know, they came into this one having lost three in a row. So I can't say why they lost those last three. Maybe they weren't playing well. I don't know. Let me know in the comments, Heat fans, what you saw. I haven't seen every Heat game, obviously. But they play well against the Jazz, and the Jazz are supposedly good. And they just dominated again. Tyler Hero scored 27 tonight. It wasn't on the greatest efficiency, but it was on good enough. Uh, he took 23 shots, scored 27 points. He had eight rebounds, two assists. Uh, he took the place of, of Jimmy Butler. Normally, Hero would be coming off the bench. He's my pick for sixth man of the year. He's been amazing this year. He's been awesome. So they've got some really nice things in, in Miami. I feel like they're built for the playoffs in a lot of ways because they're really like six men deep for sure. Uh, and I think they're a team that's going to get some people off the waiver wire at some point. Uh, someone's going to join that team. They're going to be seven or eight deep when the playoffs come, and they're going to be really good. Uh, I love Kyle Lowry. You know, if you don't have Kyle Lowry on, Lowry on your team, you tend to hate him. But when he's on your team, you love him. And there's a lot of guys like that on the Miami Heat. T Kyle Lowry's tough. He does what it takes to win, takes charges, uh, plays defense, gets in scuffles. You know, he's a, he's a man's man. And guys like that are guys I like having on my team. Jimmy Butler's like that. Just a guy that's going to fight and be tough and get big buckets and play hard and never give up. And I love it. And that's corny, but I love it. I love those types of guys. And that's why I love PJ Tucker. I know jazz fans uh, get mad at him for this and that reason, you know, with the stuff with Rudy, but the guy fights, he jaws, he's muscles other guys he's rebounding he's playing his heart out he's yelling at guys yelling at refs you know the guy is killing himself to win the game and i just respect those types of guys you know i still contend that if the jazz had got uh pj tucker last year and he'd have been their starting four next to rudy they might have won the freaking title that guy's defense is so good i mean honestly he is such a good uh weak side defender at like the power forward spot i mean he's just awesome and he can switch and he's tough and tonight he hit two threes tonight pj tucker uh three for three from three <laughs> so he was absolutely dominant the other guy who had just an incredible night was duncan robinson who did not play well against the jazz last time i think he was like one for six against the jazz last time they played tonight 22 points he was six for 11 from the three-point line the jazz could not do anything to stop him 
four assists, four rebounds. It's kind of a, you know, it's something that Jazz fans just have to get used to at this point. I mean, Kyle Lowry is eight for 14, pretty efficient from the field. Uh, 21 points, six rebounds, four assists. Uh, and you know what? The just perimeter players, basically at this point, you should just expect perimeter players when they play against the Jazz to do really well. You doing daily fantasy? Bet on the guys uh, on the perimeter playing against the Jazz, especially the wings, especially like the small forwards or the shooting guards. Bet on those guys because they're going to do well against the Utah Jazz. Uh, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer. Miami Heat read their own pregame plan. Play zone, annoy Rudy, and push the Jazz around. Um, honestly, the Miami Heat have a much, much better coach than the Utah Jazz. He just has the Jazz's scheme figured out, and it's just it's lights out. <laughs> Uh, Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer, my man. Rudy has to keep his arms above his waist and stop pushing the flopping heat bigs. You know, Rudy Rudy played better tonight, and I agree. Rudy's Rudy's in his head about a lot of things right now, and that's just kind of Rudy at this point. You just kind of accept that about who Rudy is. But Rudy played a lot better in this one than he did last game, I felt like. 14 points, 13 rebounds for Rudy. He did not get bullied tonight like he did last time. Uh, three steals for Rudy. He was actually plus eight in a Jazz loss. So Rudy was not the problem like the tonight like he was before. So you got to give Rudy credit. And maybe that's because Hannah Stocking was there, Rudy's famous girlfriend. Uh, she was posting Insta stories from the sidelines. So maybe Rudy had some reason he was playing well. Am I right? I think so. He had some nice motivation. But anyways, let's just cap off what we said about the Heat. I really like their team makeup. Bam Adebayo is just great. There were certain points at the end of the game where he was just like free throw line, just absolutely just slicing up the Jazz. He had seven assists tonight. Seven rebounds, seven assists. Like, the Jazz can't guard cutters. <laughs> you know? Like, Eric Spolstra's like, you know what this Jazz team can't do? Guard people that move towards the basket. <laughs> So what are we going to do? We're going to get our center out high, high key. And we're just going to have guys going zipping to the basket. And Bam Adebayo is going to make the pass. And they're going to get layups. And that's what they did all game. Bam Adebayo had seven assists. Uh, he led the team in assists because that's what they did. And they dominated. <laughs> Rough stuff. Rough stuff for the Utah Jazz. Really nice if you're a Heat fan. Congrats to Heat's fan, Heat fans. You have a team... That is really, in a lot of ways, like my favorite kind of team. Tough, efficient, you know, the pieces just really make a lot of sense and fit the flow. Really well coached. A coach who really adapts. Um, things are like, like the the strengths of the team are what he adapts his style to. It's not like the Jazz where there's just like, this is the system and we just fit players into certain cogs and you just follow that system. Uh Spolstra is like adapting things and running little mini actions and stuff with specific combos on the floor. He's freaking awesome. He He's probably the best coach in the NBA, honestly. He's so dang good. I love Spolstra. I would trade a lot of things for Eric Spolstra. Uh, anyways, so congrats to Heat's fan, Heat fans. You guys got a great coach. I'm not jealous at all. Uh, and it's not like the Jazz have a bad coach. Uh, the Jazz have a good coach, but he does get out-schemed by guys like Spolstra. Um, let's talk about the Utah Jazz. Uh, and maybe we need to be a little, you know, in defense of Quinn, like a lot of the players that he has can't really do certain things. Like we're asking Boyan Bogdanovich and Joe Ingles and 
you know, Mike Conley, who's early to mid thirties two guard, you know, players like Tyler hero, although, you know, Kyle Lowry's like 36. So I don't know if there's much of an excuse, but the jazz just can't guard the perimeter. And, you know, Royce O'Neal has been having a really nice night, but outside of Royce O'Neal and Donovan Mitchell, they just don't have plus defenders. Donovan Mitchell had a really nice night defensively. Uh, and so you got to give credit to him. Donovan had like three steals tonight and he's been playing awesome defense, but outside of those three guys, the jazz don't have defenders. And it makes you wonder at a certain point, is it just scheme? Like what's going on? Honestly, cook it up ZZ. You made a comment in my last video that I didn't comment on before. My man, I am sorry. I thought I did cook it up. Let's see what you have to say. Double props for cook it up ZZ. Uh, ZZ topping us off, right? Uh, Jazz had zero energy tonight. We keep saying trade Ingles. Who, who the F wants Joe? Uh, agreed. Uh, Jazz trade Boyan for Ubre. Win-win for both teams. Uh, I'd be down with that. I'd be 100% down with that. Oh, I'd be so down for that. That's a good trade, honestly. A good trade. Uh, you know, there were rumors I heard about like a Joe for Moses Moody and and another guy from the, I think the other, the center for the the Warriors. I can't remember his name. Moses Moody would be fun to have on the Jazz right now, someone that you could defend. I know Quinn wouldn't play him, you know, because Quinn plays guys and then they don't have any sort of consequence for poor play. So Moses Moody would never see the floor, but I would love to have him on the Jazz because, you know, maybe he'd magically get some minutes. I don't know. But anyways, cook it up, ZZ. If I missed you last time, I apologize. I appreciate it so much, my man. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah, so let's just talk about it a little bit. Uh, we already have a, a little bit, but the Jazz just, the Jazz can't defend anything. Uh, before tonight, the Jazz, uh, in their last four games, so in the games they'd lost three, of the, the Jazz have now lost four of their last five. Before tonight, they had lost three of their last four. You know, I didn't major in math, but I pretty good sometimes. Uh, they had the number 27 defense out of 30 teams. And tonight didn't help anything because the Jazz were really bad. Something is wrong. Something is really wrong. And I don't know uh, how to fix it. I personally feel like the offense, you know, the offense as the Jazz have it right now is like fine. The, the offense to me is really not the problem. Like we, you know, and I'm seeing comments like, let's see, Darren Williams, Jazz shot 20 more three-pointers in the heat and made only four more. That is an issue. That is an issue. I think the Jazz just, can I have a, can we do a little hot take? I hate the blender. I think the blender's stupid. Okay, is that okay? Is anyone going to be offended if I say that? We keep being told the blender is good. Is Are we sure the blender's good? Because I feel like it's like that time I was at my mom and dad's house and I was making him dinner and I forgot to put the top on the blender. And guess what? Everything went everywhere. Like tonight. Everything went everywhere when I turned it on. Yeah. Like we need a different cooking utensil. We need just like a really good knife, you know? Most important utensil is just a really good knife in the kitchen. Also an, an oven. <laughs> There's no, the, the, the metaphor here is not going to work. But you know what? Can we just have a very focused game plan? All right, we're just going to go with it. Can we just have a knife? I don't need a blender. Too many moving parts. Too many things going on. Too many things that can go wrong if you're depending on a blender. Can we just have a knife and just focus on the knife the jazz have a knife his name is donovan mitchell and mike conley and can we just use that knife 
instead of constantly having to have actions with Bogey. Like in this game, you have uh, Boyan Bogdanovich having multiple actions at the beginning of the game and like three in a row, and it all goes bad. And that happened the game before. We continue to like give actions to Bogey. You know what I would like to do? This is just me, you know, and everyone can disagree. Let me know in the comments if you disagree. I'm fine with that. I would like the ball to be in Donovan Mitchell, the, you know, the superstar guard on the Utah Jazz. Maybe you've heard of him. I would like the ball to be in his hands more often. I think that that would probably be more effective. I feel like the Jazz spreading it out and using this blender and blah, 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 blah is dumb. I think it's dumb. Would you have wanted uh, a spread uh, advantage system, whatever you want to call it, when John Stockton was on the floor and George, Jeff Hornacek? Did you want actions going through Adam Keith and Brian Russell? Or did you want John Stockton and Jeff Hornacek take, taking the primary playmaking responsibilities? Was that, was that bad offense? I don't know. It worked out pretty well, in my opinion. Uh, back in the day with Darren Williams, multi-time all-star. Took the Jazz to a Western Conference Finals, Darren Williams. Did you want Ronnie Brewer taking more playmaking responsibilities or did you want the ball in Darren Williams hands more often and run things for Darren Williams and have cutters and things like that instead of this blender system where we pass the ball around three so that bogey can drive to the hoop and get the ball stolen one of the highest turnover rates in the league by the way for high for high usage players uh you know what I mean does anyone I mean let me know if you disagree agree I don't know, but something's got to adjust. But even having said all that, and, you know, I think those are things that could be fixed. I think the Jazz have to figure out ways to get Donovan Mitchell driving to the hoop because, by the way, and I, I tweeted about this, Donovan Mitchell is having a career year in two-point field goal percentage. Uh, so his two-point shots, he's shooting like 54% this year, which is a career high. The second highest was 50% when he was a rookie. He's at 54% right, right now. He's seven percentage points higher from two than he was last year. So he is scoring at the rim at a much higher rate. And I feel like we should just be giving the ball to Donovan more often. Now, you could argue a spread system probably keeps Donovan healthy for longer. And so I can kind of see that a little bit. Although I would argue that keeping Donovan at 32 minutes per game keeps him healthy. Uh... And then running systems and having Spain PNR, double picks, things like that, elevator screens, all sorts of things that you can get Don his threes and his drives to the rim is what you want to do. Uh, for one, you know what's really cool is getting your, your best player on All-NBA. That's one thing. Because you know what happens when your best player is on the All-NBA team? You can give him a Supermax. And considering all the freaking problems that we've had recently that have obviously affected Donovan, it would be nice to be able to offer Donovan Mitchell the Supermax in a few years so that maybe, maybe he'd consider staying with the Jazz. You know what I mean? But you know what else? Besides just keeping Donovan Mitchell, you're going to win more games if you have the ball in his hands more. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that we need to remember. If And I've thought about this a lot. You know, this is just something I've been contemplating uh, it's what crazy people do. I talk to myself at night. I mumble in my sleep. 
and my wife looks at me and pokes me and tells me to go to sleep. Jazz, what should the jazz do? What should the jazz do? Uh anyways, I think I lost my own train of thought. Oh, okay. I just remembered. I just remembered what the jazz need to do. Oh, it's, I'm losing it again. This is what happens in jazz losses. All right. I've thought about, like, you know, who wins a title, who doesn't. Uh, can teams with a sixth man as one of their most important players win, a, a, you know, a championship? And we've seen that with, like, the Spurs, with Manu Ginobili, and things like that. But more often than not, the the team that wins the title, like last year with Giannis, um, honestly, if Brooklyn was healthy, Brooklyn would have won the series, and they had Kevin Durant. Usually you need, like, the best player in the NBA or at least like an MVP candidate or top five player in the NBA. I mean, you know, it makes sense. Dar Darren Williams was like a top five to 10 player in the NBA when he took the jazz to the Western conference finals. LeBron always goes to the finals He's the best player in the NBA for a long time. You know, whether he is this year or not, who cares? Uh, but last year, Giannis or KD, those were like the two best guys. And the Suns got to the finals, honestly, out of luck because, uh, the Lakers were injured and the, and Kawhi was injured and the jazz were injured. So, so good luck to the Suns, you know, but basically the moral of this story is that if you want to get to the finals or to win the finals, you need like the best guy in the NBA or at least an MVP candidate. And for the jazz, they need Donovan Mitchell to be that. You know, have you guys seen uh, Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost Ark? You know, the it's like one of my favorite mo moments. It's not my favorite movie. I love the movie. Not my favorite, but it has one of my favorite moments in any movement in any movie ever. When uh, when Indiana Jones is on the edge, you know, when he's like going through the trials and he he's trying to get to the 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 Holy Grail, and he gets to the part where there's there's this this giant cavern and there's nothing below him and in his little book it says he has to take a leap of faith and i'm going to get all emotional that's so weird how am i get emotional over this and he's on the edge of this cliff and he knows he has to take that step what he does is he puts his foot out boom lands right on on the the path that he didn't know was there guess what the jazz are a little bit like that is donovan mitchell the guy or not do you believe in donovan mitchell or do you not if donovan mitchell's the guy you will get there if he's not you won't but it's time that you believe in Donovan Mitchell and that you build everything around what he does. That's what the Milwaukee Bucks have done. You know, they have Chris Middleton, Middleton, who's a really nice secondary player, and he was a big part of them winning the finals. He hit some monster shots. But the Jazz have that in Mike Conley, right? Isn't that... By the way, Audrey's up there barking. She's not happy about the Jazz loss. Oh, Audrey. Audrey! Audrey! Sorry. The Jazz have that in um, 
great show we have tonight, right? Audrey, come here. Come here, Audrey. Audrey, come here. Come here. Come here. There we go. There we go. Oh. Oh. Jack Ross. Hey. Audrey cameo. <laughs> Anyways, don't the Jazz have that in Mike Conley in, in a secondary guy like Chris Middleton? And they have a third guy in Rudy Gobert. Shouldn't everything be geared around Donovan Mitchell? Or do you just not believe in Donovan Mitchell? Is that why we still have uh, Bogey? Because honestly, Bogey's talents are redundant. If you're having Bogey dribble the ball into the lane and get the ball stolen, that's like redundant, isn't it? Shouldn't Donovan Mitchell be the one driving to the hoop? You know? Isn't that what the Warriors do with Steph? Is get the ball in his hands as much as humanly possible and take as many pot shots as he possibly can? You know, that's what the best teams are doing. They've got the best guy. They give him the ball. Do we believe in Donovan Mitchell or don't we? You know, either do or you don't. He's either the guy or he's not. And at a certain point, you just got to believe in him and then get guys on the floor that support his talents, not take away. If you're having actions that put the ball in Bogey's hands, you're just limiting the amount of possessions that Donovan Mitchell has the ball or that Mike Conley has the ball. At a certain point, it's too many ball handlers. Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, Boyan Bogdanovich, Joe Ingles, Jordan Clarkson. I mean, how many guys do you need dribbling the ball? You know, for reals. Like, it's something that honestly drives me crazy. I feel like the Jazz need to consolidate and, and, and just take that leap of faith like Indiana Jones and find out if they will cross the path and drink from the Holy Grail. Because at some point, you have to. He's either the guy or he's not. And at this point, I think you have to just have faith. Believe. Believe, Jazz. Just believe. If you just believe. Believe in Donovan Mitchell. Believe in him. Guys like Royce O'Neal are perfect. He moves the ball, but he does not need to be doing playmaking actions. That's why I love the fit of Royce O'Neal. Honestly, the perfect team would just be Mike Conley, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Royce O'Neal, and Rudy Gobert. You know, basically the same guy that can defend and shoot threes and moves the ball on offense and then occasionally drives to the hoop, you know? The Jazz just, they have to do something. Also, they're, you know, it's it at some point you've just got to wonder, is this the right way to be coached? Is this just... Have the Jazz kind of maxed out in terms of scheme and stuff? You just got to ask. You know, it's for the last five. The Jazz last year lost three out of three to the to the Suns. They've now lost two out of two to the to the uh, Miami Heat. Let's go to – I'm going to just pull this up right now just out of curiosity. I just want to look at Utah's losses this year because, honestly, at a certain point, you have to start wondering if you only beat the bad teams and the average teams and you always lose to the good ones – like, how good are you? Uh, the Jazz wins this year. OKC, one of the worst teams in the league. Sacramento Kings, not going to be a playoff team. Uh, Denver Nuggets, they lost Jokic halfway through and did not have Jamal Murray. That was a win. Beat the Houston Rockets. They lost to a good Chicago Bulls team. They beat the Milwaukee Bucks, who did not have Chris Middleton or Drew Holiday or uh, Brooke Lopez playing. Uh, they beat the Sacramento Kings, not going to the playoffs. They beat the Atlanta Hawks, losing record this year. They lost to the Miami Heat. They lost to the Orlando Magic. They beat the Hawks again, who at that point did not have two of their best players. 
and then lost to the Indiana Pacers, and now have lost to the Miami Heat. Uh, Will Bowden, two dollars. Sorry, Will. I saw. Uh, I didn't mean to give you not give you your cred, but here are your flowers, Will. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. What happened to us? Miami exposed us twice now. Um, I don't know. You know, the Jazz people keep saying online like the Jazz are you know eight and five or not seven and two or whatever, and we haven't even played well. <laughs> At a certain point, they need to play well. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it gets to a point, if you're not playing well, it's because maybe... Are you not that great? I mean, I'm sure you're good because you're winning games, but maybe you're not great? I mean, at a certain point, you just have to play well, you know, right? As Like, uh, Will Bowden, Royce is perfect next to Donovan. Yep, Royce is amazing. Royce is maybe my favorite player on the team. He's awesome. I just love what he does. He kind of stands for everything I love in a basketball player he's awesome but you know what i mean at a certain point the reality has to match the expectation you know and at a certain point you can't be going off of historical data and like what have you done for me now what are you doing for me today you know what i mean i don't know the jazz have some issues guys they've really got to to figure it out it's it's stinky right now. It is a stinky. Let's see. All right, let's go. That's really not, you know, not much else to say tonight, guys, because it's been, it's really been just not great. And I am worried. Uh, we'll see. But I will say this. The Jazz need to make some sort of move at trade deadline. They've got to consolidate. And I know Rudy Gay's coming back. And I'll end on this. Like, what if Rudy Gay's not that great? You know, everyone keeps saying Rudy Gay's awesome. And I think people, I hope people aren't kind of turning Rudy Gay into something that he's not. Because it feels like you're you're kind of putting a lot of hope into Rudy Gay. <laughs> and just a reminder, he's like 36 coming off of foot surgery. So, oof. so I really hope that, I really hope he lives up to all the expectations. But I'm a little worried that the expectations are getting a little high. For someone that probably is going to play 15 minutes a night, you know? Mm. He's not starting. You know? So, we'll see what happens. Whew. We'll see what happens. All right. Let's give a shout-out to our All-Stars. The GOAT, Jordan Bessrill, Ryan Perry, the legend, baby Elliot Matson, Joshua Hansen, the Danish destroyer, and one Anton Warren, Ezekiel Ricebe, the man from down under, JT Buckets Wardell, Austin R. Grant, editor extraordinaire, Eric C. The C stands for champion. Donald Schooley, schooling all of us. Darren Williams to Carlos Boozer. Jorge Arrizaga, mi amigo de abajo. Lee Christensen, driving the lane. Justin Time, Justin Ty H. Patrick Akubo, the connoisseur. Robert Hall of Fame and DW Jazz going all the way. Guys, thanks for watching the show, by the way. And thanks for all the SLC Dunk listeners. If you are on SLC Dunk, please give a rating and review. I've seen a couple people leave them. I appreciate it. Uh, if you are... Uh, on right now and you're brand new, why not join the channel or subscribe? It would be great. Or hit that like button. I appreciate it. And leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Um, I just hope we're not worrying too much or hoping too much from Rudy Gay because he's not starting and there are things going on that are just not my favorite. Um, and maybe the Jazz are coasting, but if the Jazz are coasting, you still have to win the games. You still have to win the games, guys. You know what I mean? Oh, and let's end with that. Furby Jr., yes, the coach is poison. I don't want to – I think 
Coach Snyder is a good coach. He's the longest tenured coach in the NBA, I think, outside of I think Spolstra and and like he's like top five tenured coach out of you know after like Pop and and I'm sure there's a few others ahead of him. He's been there for a while with the Jazz, seven eight years, and that can be good. And also, you know what? At a certain point, is it good? I don't know. I don't know if that's something that people should really like uh, count as like a huge bonus. Like our coach has been here forever. Like, at, I was going to say, what was I going to say? Oh, one thing, and this is just, and maybe that's just how it is with this team, but this is the third year in a row with basically this core of guys with bench players that have changed out. And these bench players have been much better, which makes me actually nervous because I feel like Hassan Whiteside's played really well. Uh, like it's been a much, it's a been a huge upgrade at backup center for the Jazz. And Pascal's played really nice in terms of defense. Uh, for off the bench um the three-point shooting for him is not great but he does bring like a dribble drive game he scores on and he rebounds and i like his defense so i think so but i feel like there's just not a lot of consequences for this team when they play well i feel like our coach has consequences for only specific players and not for others and i tell you what there's certain players on this team that probably aren't happy with that i wouldn't be if you play and you get pulled after three minutes for your play, but you see other guys get minutes no matter what for reasons you don't understand, uh, I don't know. That would bother me, you know. But you know what would have been nice? Instead of a fake comeback like they had tonight, and it was fake, guys. Anyone who thinks that that comeback was anything other than the Heat stopped trying halfway through the fourth quarter because they were up by, like, 25, you you're looking at pyrite all right <laughs> uh i think you should have put in your bench like why can't jared butler get some minutes tonight i you know i read a thing from andy larson a few days ago and justin zanuck mentioned that he has full faith in quinn snyder to develop him okay well is quinn developing or are the stars and why didn't he get minutes tonight? Was tonight to cover up a bad, stinky situation? Was tonight just an effort to make it look good? Was it a message to starters? Because if it's just a message to starters, that makes me nervous because I would rather keep the starters healthy for the playoffs. You know what I mean? I don't know. Things that I weren't really super, I wasn't super happy with. Let's just say that. And I would like to see Jared Butler get some minutes because uh we've lost four of our last five and he hasn't played and it's been with the trent forest show and so i don't know i don't know not my favorite let's hope the jazz turn it around hopefully they can just figure it out and magically defend better i guess and you know maybe the three ball will start falling but guess what the three ball's not falling for everyone else that much the ball a lot of players don't like the ball you know so we'll see. Anyways, guys, if you haven't already liked and subscribed, shout out to the All-Stars. You guys are amazing. Everyone who's on the channel, I appreciate it. You guys are awesome. I will.